0: Welcome, and thanks for listening to this message from CityBridge Community Church. Our heart at CityBridge is to call all people to be fully devoted followers of Christ. To learn more about CityBridge and how you can take your next faithful step with Jesus, check us out online at citybridgechurch.org. Now, here's the message. Today, we're going to do something that's really, really important. Okay, we are gonna talk about the Great Commission, okay? And our responsibility as a church, according to scripture, to fulfill that Great Commission. And I just wanna remind you, it's why we pick the name City Bridge, okay? Because we've got 50 different communities represented, okay, in this body, and we wanted to be a bridge for the gospel to all of those communities, which means you're a part of that, You're gonna help us, you're gonna fill the Great Commission in your own life, and you're gonna help us as a church fill the Great Commission for the sake of our church, so we're gonna have a good time doing that. Some of you know that I was in uh, the business world for uh, a few years before I jumped into vocational ministry. That decision I made 30-something years ago uh, was a great, great decision, okay, except for one thing. There is an inherent problem in going into vocational ministry. I am with Christians all the time. And that's a problem. If you're trying to fulfill the Great Commission, it's a problem if you're around Christians all the time. I love my staff. They love Jesus, it's fun, it's encouraging. Most of my friends are Christ followers. And so last year, going through 2020, I get to the end of the year, I do this examine of my life for 2020, and this just stuck out for me. Like, Kyle, you are around believers way too much. And so I came out of that time and I joined an old man's tennis league. Okay, (laughs) 55 plus, okay, is what it is, and I have jumped in there for the last several months and I started playing tennis, strictly for the purposes I wanted to hang out with some guys that didn't know the Lord, and some of the guys I found out were kind of quiet Christians. They didn't talk about their faith. Other folks don't know the Lord, and so I've been engaging with these guys, had a ball, we've lost together, won together, had parties together, all that kind of stuff. And then a few weeks ago, Connor Baxter, who's the pastor at Watermark Frisco, called me and he just said, hey, Kegs, would you come over? Uh, You guys are gonna be a a year ahead of us as we launch our church, and I wanna know all the things y'all have messed up, okay, and some of the things that you guys have done well. And so would you come? And I said, sure, love to. I can totally help you on the things we've blown in the transition. Okay, and so I got there, but all of my buddies that I'm playing tennis with live around the Frisco area. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, should I text them and tell them I'm teaching in Frisco? Ooh, kind of the nerves sometimes you get when you get an opportunity, like I'm a little, what are they gonna think about me? I'm a people pleaser at heart, right? All of that, and so finally I just said, okay, I know it's the right thing to do. The Lord wants me to do this, and I sent all of them a text. I said, hey guys, I'm guest teaching at Frisco Uh, Sunday. This was on Saturday morning. Tomorrow morning, love to have you come and join. So we were together later that day playing. There were seven or eight of us that were playing. And one of the guys, I don't think he knew what he was doing, but he just kind of handed me a layup and said, hey, Kegs, what are you teaching tomorrow? And I got to talk about Luke 12 with those guys. And two of those guys showed up. At church and another couple of those guys just said, Hey, sorry, I can't make it, but let me know next time, right? That you're teaching somewhere. And so God's doing something. Right? And so what what I want to tell you is we have to be initiators, okay, of the of the Great Commission. And I don't know what God's up to, but here's the problem. Right, and we don't like to stop and think about this, but the reason I wanna do that is because I want those guys to know Christ because these guys that I have fallen in love with, okay, some of those guys don't know Jesus and are gonna spend eternity separated from a God who loves them and has a plan for their life. And that crushes me that these guys that now I love and we've won together and lost together are now may spend eternity separated from God, And so I can't convict them, I can't save them, I can't do anything, but I can be a vehicle for God to use to do what he wants to do in their lives. And I don't think I'm alone. I think a lot of us that are in this room would say, I'm a little too inwardly focused. I hang around Christians a lot. And you've got people you love, family, friends, that don't know the Lord, okay, that are gonna spend eternity separated from God. And I want every single one of you, I want us as City Bridge to be a church that we're vehicles, okay, for God to use to bring people to Christ so that the kingdom of God comes on earth. And so we are gonna spend some time talking about that today. Look at Romans 10, 14, and 15. It just says this. Write this down. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? How will they believe in him, the him is Jesus, whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? How will they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of, and I'm adding this, really good things, right? And so that's what we're gonna do today. We're gonna take a look at the Great Commission We're gonna look at City Bridges' city engagement vision. How are we gonna help you fulfill the Great Commission in your life? We're gonna allow, how can you participate in that? Because I do not want you to miss that. One of the greatest joys of walking with Christ is being fully deployed Loving and caring for people. And I don't know if you have ever been in conversations where you have seen growth in somebody or move towards Christ, or you've prayed with them to come into a relationship with Jesus or you've journeyed with somebody. It's awesome. It's one of the greatest joys that you can have as a believer. So let's pray together. Let's ask God to open his word and open our hearts that we might understand his heart for us reaching our communities. Lord, thank you for the privilege to talk about this today. It is such a passion of mine. Father, I pray that your word would do what it does, would it encourage and convict and give wisdom and do all the things that it's supposed to do. And so, Father, we ask for your spirit to go to work in our hearts today, and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, later today, and so we didn't announce this during announcements, but we've got, the, during the second hour, we've got Discover City Bridge, and so if you're new here, it's a place where you can go and just kind of find out what we're about, mission, vision, values, and the first thing that Jeff and Meg are gonna say today is our mission is to call all people to be fully devoted followers of Christ. And that term full devotion means something because our, our mission of calling all people to be full devotion sits on two pillars. It sits on the great commandment in Matthew 22, 37 through 39, love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and your mind and your strength. This is the greatest commandment. And then it says, hey, this one is similar or like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So that's pillar one of our mission. And the second pillar is the great commission to go and make disciples. And so today, I wanna set that second pillar in a foundation for City Bridge. We've been doing a lot of things and we haven't really talked about this as much as we should. And so I wanna set the biblical, biblical foundation for the Great Commission and then I wanna show you what we're doing and help you know how you can participate. So let's go to it. Let's go to Matthew 28, 18 through 20, if you've got your Bibles, your phones, we'll have it on the screens, but here's what it says. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And I would just tell you as a follower of Christ, if you don't have this memorized or it's in your memory verse packet, please add it. Because it was a gift to me at the end of 2020 when I was evaluating my life, this verse was convicting to me and said, Kyle, you're around believers all the time. You gotta go figure out how to get with some folks that don't know the Lord to engage and initiate. And so the first thing I want you to see here is there's a little bit of a sandwich structure to these three verses. So the first is Jesus just basically saying, hey, I am in charge. And then he says, hey, go and teach others my way. And then he comes back and he says, hey, when, I, when you go and teach others my way, I am going to be with you even to the end of the age. So let's not miss Who's the lead actor in this? And that is Jesus. And we are just a vehicle to do the things that God has asked us to do. He has the leading role. So let's unpack the Great Commission here for just a few minutes. Verse 18, and Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. This is an astonishing claim, right? it's basically the language here says that Jesus is kind of the CEO of the universe. He's got executive power over everything that happens. And the application for us is, hey, God's got this. He's got everything. You heard essay story. God's got this. As we think about becoming a church, okay, that is reaching out and initiating, God has got this. God has got you, whether it's social Political, economic, sometimes as Christians, man, we pull back, okay, and we're not courageous and bold with what we know to be true. The great news is that we're on the team, we're in league as Christ followers with the creator of the universe. And you guys have seen me talk about this before because it's one of my favorite passages It's Ephesians 1, 20 through 23, and I love it in the message because the words come alive, okay? And again, the message is a paraphrase. It's not, uh, it's, I wouldn't study my Bible in the message, but I sure would use it to help bring color and life to what God's trying to say. Here's what it says. God raised him from death, Jesus we're talking about, and set him on a throne in deep heaven in charge of running the universe. Everything from galaxies to governments, no name and no power are exempt from his rule. And not just for the time being, but forever. He's in charge of it all, has the final word on everything. At the center of all this, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. It's not on the outside. The world is on the outside of the church. The church is in the center. And the church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts, by which he fills everything with his presence. God's great commission, the way that's gonna happen is you and me, the church. And so relax. If you're sitting there this morning, you're saying, oh man, this stuff makes me nervous. This whole great commission thing, I'll do great at loving these people. Okay, but those people out there, I'm not, God's got you. Right, he's gonna help you, and we're gonna help you take the next faithful step. All right, verse 19 says, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so the idea here, okay, it's saying, hey, because Jesus is in charge of the universe, now disciples, followers of Christ, I'm giving you marching orders, okay? And so it just means, hey, so because of Christ's authority, so move out, so as you go, so words like go, get moving, initiate, make the first move, take action, is all over this great commission, and so I just heard some great stories this week as I was getting ready, Spencer and Haley Price up in Melissa and Anna, 4th of July, Okay, they got a big bounce house. They had plans, I think, to do a band and stage and all that, and HOA shut them down, which is a bummer, okay? But they still invited a bunch of neighbors, came over, bounce house, and just initiated with neighbors and friends. The Wisners this summer just did hot dogs and popsicles out in their front yard and had people come over and just were initiating relationships with people. That's what I'm talking about. We don't get to, as Christ followers, sit back, okay, and stay inwardly focused because the Great Commission is such a huge part of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It says to make disciples, and so you want to make as you go, you make disciples, you make learners, you make students of the ways of Jesus, And the idea here, as you study this and read this, is hey, you're gonna go initiate with somebody that's not a follower of Christ, and man, they're gonna drop to their knees, and they're gonna come to Christ in one moment, and everything's gonna be great. Sometimes, Jesus does that, because he can do, do whatever he wants. But it, in my experience, it doesn't happen very often. It's walking with people over time, and that's what the language says here, is that you go on a journey with people. So we have to start the journey and walk with them through their life. But we wanna make students and learners of people, and we do that over time and over relationship. And just a reminder there that God does the convicting, God God does the saving, but man, we've got the privilege of being used. And I just wanna tell you, right, if you're a Christ follower, your salvation is secure, not in question, okay? you're going to heaven. But the scripture teaches clearly that when we stand before the Lord that we are gonna be responsible for how we lived our life, how we obeyed commands. And I don't know how that whole reward thing works in heaven, I hadn't got that yet, but I promise you it will matter. It's gonna matter how you spent your time. And if this is the Great Commission is one of the important parts of the gospel, we need to get good at this. We need to grow in this as individuals and as a church. It says to all nations, that term just means all ethnicities. Uh, Jesus said in his prayer, hey, the, uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's the picture of the kingdom of God, his rule, the supremacy of Jesus having dominion, okay, on this earth. And it gives us as Christians kind of the idea that, hey, we wanna see the gospel go all over the world to every ethnicity, every tribe, every nation. And the great news for us is in the last 100 years, we don't have to jump on a plane or a boat, okay, to reach all ethnicities, to reach all tribes. They are coming to us by the plane load full all the time. We have got an incredible opportunity to take the gospel to all the nations by just being faithful exactly where we are. So here's here's what through 18 and 19, here's what this verse is saying. Here's my, Kegler's summary. With the authority given to you by Christ, initiate with people in your sphere of influence and journey with them towards full devotion to Christ. That's the Great Commission. It goes on to say, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And that baptizing word, it matters. Okay, it's not just a thing where you get wet. Okay, it's just not a thing where you initiate, where you, it's just not an initiation ceremony. Okay, it is a declaration before the Lord, before the people that you love, the people that look at your life and say, I am different. My life is transformed, and so it's why we love celebrating baptisms here. And I would just tell you, if you're a Christ follower and you haven't obeyed God's command to be baptized, it's important for you. And we want to celebrate that with you because it says, hey, look, God changed my life. Christ, the Holy Spirit have changed how I live my life. And then the great thing about the end, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is it's uniquely Christian. When we go and make disciples, it's uniquely Christian, right? We don't go just to be kind for kindness sake. We don't go just to be merciful, just for mercy's sake. We go and love people because that's the commission that God has given us. It finishes in verse 20, just teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And just want to remind everybody, keeping Jesus's commands is really important, right? It's what separates us from the world. And so the picture in John 17 and other places in the scripture is that these people, the church, are so set apart from the world, they keep his commands, that the world looks on and says, I want some of that, Now, the problem is, we've got a lot of people who say they're Christ followers who aren't living like that, and the world is saying, I don't want some of that. But we're to keep his commandments. And it says in John 14, 21, I think is where it is, that if you keep his commandments, he's going to reveal himself to you. And keeping his commands is not because you willpower it. By golly, I am gonna be more loving today. That doesn't work and it wears you out. It comes, obedience comes because you fall in love with the Savior and because of what he did for you, you're like, man, what, can I, what, what more can I do to give you my life? And man, you bet I'm gonna keep your commandments. Not perfectly. We've got a great saying around this place. It's a place where we wanna be a high call and a safe place. We wanna call you to fulfill every one of Jesus' commandments. That's what we're calling you to do. But when you're struggling, when you're not matching up with that high, that high call, that high command, this is a safe place for you to raise your hand and say, hey, man, I want to. I wanna follow Christ, but, but I'm struggling. Can you help me? Yes, Jesus wants to help you, we want to help you, but keeping his commands is so important. Finishes up with, um, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And we tend to read that and we think, okay, he's gonna be with us all the way out there to the end, but we don't make it personal. It's a present tense verb. He is with you now, and he cares about what we're doing on this great commission, all the way to the consummation of human history. We are part of an epic story, okay, epic. I mean, when we get to heaven and we watch this thing, however we're gonna get to do that, we're gonna see epic, okay? And it has an epic ending, and that ending is every knee's gonna bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's coming, okay? And Christ followers are gonna be thrilled that they're on their knees doing that. And folks that don't know Christ are gonna be in complete dread. And so it's so important for us. And so here's the challenge for us as we read Matthew 28, 18 through 20. No matter where you're planted, families in your family, in your church, at work, on teams, at school, or what stage of life you're in, You are called by Jesus to initiate a journey with people towards full devotion to Christ. That is a universal call to every single believer. And so I just wanna set the foundation this morning. We're gonna be about this, okay? And we want you, church, to be about this. So the question that we're asking everybody, I'm asking myself, is how am I doing at personally fulfilling the Great Commission? And if you're asking yourself that question and you say, lousy, awesome. But let's at least raise our hand and say, I'm I'm doing lousy, how can I jump in? How can I, you may raise your hand and say, hey, I'm doing okay. And I would say, how can we do better How can we be fully devoted in that area? And if you're doing great, and there are a ton of you in our church that are doing great, and I'm so encouraged by so many of you that are doing that, but the elders would say, just so you know, that we've been around here six or seven years, and our external focus or our city engagement footprint is not as big as it should be. We ought to be having a bigger impact on our neighborhoods and on our communities than we are. And there's some reasons for that. Okay, some of it is leadership just hadn't focused on it as we should, Okay, and we are changing that. And so we are gonna deploy, so you saw Rebecca up here doing announcements. Rebecca's full-time job, right, is to help us be better at city engagement. The elders, the first six months of the launch, they kind of said, Kegler, make sure we get launched, build culture, make sure phase two happens, okay? Well, the good news, phase two is about finished, kind of the launch is almost finished, and now they're gonna let me take 20, 25% of my time, and this gets to me my role going forward, and I can't wait. But we're serious about taking the next step into our neighborhoods, into our communities, into the world, and seeing people come to Christ. And so how are we gonna do that? And so that's what we're gonna talk about for the next few minutes. And so first of all, we while we were part of Watermark, we kind of called this external focus, okay, which is a fine name and great, but we're gonna kinda just mark our local missions as city engagement. So you're gonna hear that term a lot more. And we like that just because it better describes what we want to be about, is city engagement. It matches our name. And so the staff team's gonna put more focus on that. And so here's, here's the vision for City Bridge doing city engagement. And so when I stop and think about this, I want our church to be so indispensable to the communities that are around us that if for some reason we get shut down, COVID takes us out, politics takes us out, whatever, the, ch- the, the communities around us are screaming, you cannot take City Bridge out of this mix. You know why? Because our health services will go in the tank if they're not a part of what we're doing. There will be hundreds of kids unadopted, okay, if you take City Bridge out of the mix. There will be moms and dads who wanna get their kids back that can't because City Bridge wasn't a part of helping them reconcile and work with CPS to put families back together. I want us to be so indispensable in this community that folks are screaming if for some reason we were to go away. And so scripture commands us If your church that you're a part of is saying, here we go, then it's your responsibility to be involved in our city engagement strategy. And so if you don't have time, we're gonna help you. And so one of the things I love about our church is there's I think there's 83% young families at City Bridge. We love it, okay? It also means that appropriately, some of these families don't have as much margin to work on. City engagement stuff. I get it, that's good. But we're gonna help you today, you're gonna see something today that we're gonna do that is just we're gonna build a ministry around you so that you can be involved even though your margin is small and it's appropriately small. If you're afraid to share your faith, we're gonna help you, okay? We want to make the Great Commission accessible to you no matter what your life stage is. And so, what's the strategy for us in city engagement? So, the first thing we're going to talk about is it's everyone's strategy, every one of you, to be a relational evangelist. Look at Colossians 4, 5, and 6, what it says. It says, conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. Let your speech always be with grace, as though seasoned with salt, so that you will know how you should respond to each person. So I'm just gonna give you a little tool that we ought to always be thinking as we're going out, as we're in our neighborhood, as we're in community, hey God, is there an opportunity for me to love and care and engage with people? So this has been a little acronym that's been helpful for me that's up, that you can see. And so the first thing is start praying. Ask God to help you connect with people who don't know the Lord or people that are hurting or people that are lost in your neighborhood, at the grocery store, at restaurants, start conversations. And then have a real conversation. Let me tell you what that means. You wanna know my evangelism strategy? Ask them their name, okay? And then try to get to my story or their story. Tell me how you got, how did you get to Dallas? Okay, oh great, say tell me about your family. Oh, you've got two daughters. Hey, I've got three daughters. And start having conversations that matter that are real about life. Okay, Colossians doesn't say to be a jerk. Okay, so you're asking God to lead you in these conversations towards real conversations and look for an opportunity for your story or their story to come to life and then interact around that Ask how you can help, groceries, meals, yard. Can I pray for you? I did a crazy thing, I don't know, during the middle of COVID, and I took 55 neighborhood cards, and I, and I just left them and said, hey, I kind of walk the neighborhood sometimes and pray for the neighborhood. This is one of those like, oh God, they're gonna think I'm so weird uh, when I do that. And so I left it on their porch, and I just said, hey, send to this email. Um, I live in the neighborhood. If I can pray for you, Okay, kind of during this COVID season, finances, folks that are hurt. And so what I learned is I got five responses from five people I already knew. Okay, 50 of them didn't hit. Okay, I don't know what God did, that's okay. It was, I would say that was a great failure. How's that? Well, We'll, we'll, we'll call it that. But how are we gonna initiate in our spheres of influence to have great conversations? Uh, it says respect their preferences. Ask about who they are, where they come from, why they think that way, why they believe that way. Have conversations. And then I would just tell you, enjoy the journey. The more you do this, the more you walk into places where other people are and say, hey God, I'm available to be used, the more fun it is. And it becomes easier. It's never easy. I don't ever not have the little tinge of, oh my gosh, they're gonna think I'm a nut job right here. I always have that. And we just have to push through that and trust that God is gonna go to work or that nothing's gonna happen if he hadn't already been there before us anyway. Romans 1.16, just says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, it is the power of God for salvation. Write that one down. All right, so here's what we're gonna do. Just, I'm gonna show you a slide, it's got four buckets on it. So one of the things you need to know, we're moving from external focus to city engagement. Here's the four city engagement buckets that we have. These are the places we're gonna talk about on Sundays that we're at church, and we're gonna put resources, people time, money, things like that towards that. So the first thing we're gonna talk about is the urgent care clinic, okay? Throughout history, Okay, the church has always been involved in healthcare and had an amazing impact on cultures in our country and across the world. And so it's already happening here. And we're gonna draw a little box around that thing that says Watermark Urgent Care. Just so you know, we're trying to change that to City Bridge Urgent Care, okay? So we're in the, we're in the process. Can't tell you it's gonna happen for sure, but we're having great conversations with Watermark, Watermark Health. About that, and so we—we ninety we, percent of the volunteers, ninety percent of the staff go to church here, and we want to continue to just put resources towards that. And so, show you a little picture here of the front desk. If you've never seen it, we've got this is a clinic that's at Alma and Parker, okay. And so, this is a little bit what it looks like. A couple of really fun things. Let me show you this treatment room. And so, you might say, "Well, what's the big deal about that?" Let me tell you what the big deal is. Look at those flags. Kay? Let me tell you what those flags mean. If the blue ones tossed, that means the nurse has been in there. If the yellow ones moved over, it means the providers or the docs and the PAs and the nurse practitioners have been there. If the green ones moved over, it says that the pastoral care team has been there just to ask about your heart and how are you doing and how can we help you. You know what the red one is? It's the gospel. Has the gospel been shared with the people that are in this treatment room? Everybody that walks in that place gets this. Show the next slide. You know what that is? That's a pillar. That pillar's got a bunch of names on it and it's got a bell and it's been rung a bunch of times and when somebody comes to Christ in that clinic, they sign that pillar and ring that bell. Lots of folks, okay? And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna put time, energy, resources behind that and we're gonna grow our healthcare. So let me tell you a little bit of a story. A gal named Rochelle. Okay, 2018, she was a patient in this place. She was enslaved to sin and she lost her nursing license. But at the end or the middle of summer of 2018, she rang the bell and she signed the pillar. Okay, she was baptized earlier this year. She went through regen She's co-leading her second regen group. She's involved in the women's Bible study. We've hired her part-time. She is on track to reinstate her nursing license, and she is gonna be a full-time employee at City Bridge Health. I'm just like, Wait, we can't make that stuff up. I can't, I can't manipulate that. I can't put enough good programs together and make that happen. That is the work of God. And so we've got a blood pressure clinic that's part of that. We've now opened on Monday and Wednesday nights. We've increased our capacity 20% so the working poor and students can be a part of that. If you don't have a name, if you don't have money, no problem for us to love and serve people in our community. And think about it. We, we wanna be a part of a City Bridge clinic in East McKinney and East Plano and other places around here so that we can be indispensable to the communities that are around us. And why? Because it's just a doorway for the gospel. We wanna love and serve our community. We wanna do good deeds so we can share good words. So how can you help? (laughs) Here we go, all right? So let me show you how many opportunities there are, okay? at the urgent care clinic. Okay, that's big. I don't know what that is, is that 80, 85 people that we need and that plus sign means we can't have too many. And if you're medically gifted, awesome, we need you. If you don't know a thing about medicine, we need you to love people and care for people and work a shift once a week or once every two weeks but it's the one of the places at City Bridge where God is going to work and we're drawing a little box around that and saying this is our strategy because our people are already there and doing amazing things at the clinic. And so that's the first box. And so, man, if your heart's stirring this morning and you're thinking, hey, I'm internally focused, that's an easy way to move outside, work the front desk, take people to rooms, whatever. It's a great place to start if you're scared to death to do something. It's so safe for you to jump into there. The second thing we're gonna do today, and we're launching it today, we're gonna gonna talk about neighboring is what we're gonna talk about. What's the strategy? It's that you intentionally share life with neighbors for the purpose of pointing them to Jesus. And if you're one of those folks that don't have a ton of margin, this is for you. It's not a ministry to do, it's a life to live. And so all you're doing is you're including other people in your life, it's stuff you already do in your front yard, at the park, with your family. And so how's it gonna work? Well, here's what's gonna happen right here. You're gonna see it right here on the big screen, okay? All right, that's you, okay? You are on that map right there. Look at that, that is awesome. And we've got people spread out all over the place. Why wouldn't we develop a strategy around you and in your neighborhood. So one of the things that you can see, barely see, but there's four zones, we're gonna call these zones, and they're based on elementary school zones, okay? And there's four of them right now that have folks that have just raised their hand and said, I wanna be a zone ambassador, okay? I wanna own that zone, and I'm gonna contact all the people in my zone and all the people who wanna be a part of my team, and they're gonna take ownership of that zone, And they're gonna help you be involved, whether that's um, neighborhood night out, whether that's throwing a party. We've started, we've always done the pumpkin gospel here in October. It's a way to share the gospel while you dig out a pumpkin and carve a pumpkin and all that. We're not gonna do it on site anymore. We're throwing it out to the zones. And a bunch of people have raised their hand and said, I wanna do the pumpkin gospel in the neighborhood. If you wanna be a part of that, come on. It's a safe place to start. We're gonna zoom in on one of the zones right here in Plano, just to give you a feel, okay, for kinda, hey, we've got close to 20 people in that one public elementary zone right there. What if those 20, two or three or four of those families said, hey, I wanna be ambassadors, I wanna lead this zone, and everybody else just says, hey, whenever you're doing something, call me. I wanna help, I wanna be a part of that, okay? Amanda Bucola and Kristen Judy are leading this effort. You're gonna hear from Amanda a little bit later as kind of her story of this. And it's awesome what's happening in her neighborhood, in her zone. So it's welcome packets. Let's just say somebody comes, checks their kids in here at City Bridge. We've got their address and their phone number. We're just gonna have the zone ambassador just call them and say, hey, heard you were at City Bridge. week. anything I can do for you. Can I help you? Give you information? It's one of the things that those zone ambassadors will do, but how can we love and care for our neighbors? That's what we wanna do. We're gonna help you with job descriptions. We're gonna help you with training. If you're gonna sign up to be a zone ambassador, we are gonna help you. And so there's a couple of other areas we're gonna have to move through really quickly right here, but there's another bucket you saw up there that was just life initiatives. This, another, this is another place where you're already getting after it. Foster Care and Adoption, Mom to Mom Support Group, Embrace Texas, Real Options, and Prestonwood Pregnancy Center, After Abortion Care, Path to Restoration. All of those things fit in our life initiatives. And our foster and adoption people are crushing it here. If you wanna be a part Serve in one of those places. You can go to the website and you can sign up for any of that. You'll get a chance at the end of the message to sign up as well. The other one we have is just what we call bridges, okay? And just ministries, the uh, Micah 6, 8, uh, just, we just have done small groups, the church and the racial divide, and we've done small groups and help people understand how to love people of all races, God's plan for a unified body we've done. The uh, Worldwide Political Engagement Team, we did a pilot with about 40 people this summer. And so we're excited about teaching kids and teaching families how to have a Christian worldview and start to play offense in some of this. Sigler, you've heard about, Nertworthy Prison, Operation Christmas Child. Those are all things that are happening in our Bridges ministry. And so those are our four buckets. Okay, and I know some of you that are here now, y'all are on staff with Young Life or K-Life or whatever that is. You may have a, a mission that God has given you that doesn't fit in any of those buckets. I would just tell you, go get them. If God's called you to that, we wanna put wind in your sails and say, go be an ambassador for Christ in the area that God has given you. But be an ambassador. Don't just go there and fulfill the job description, right? Be an ambassador for the sake of Christ. And so how do we apply the Great Commission? How can you be a part of City Bridge engagement vision? Well, you wanna, as I said, you wanna evaluate where you are, how much time and energy, what can I adjust to be involved externally in the city, uh, city engagement vision? Some of you have talent that you are not using. God-given gifts that are sitting dormant that we can use. One of the greatest things about phase two, so many of you have raised your hand and have done amazing stuff in our construction that we've done the last six or seven months. And it saved us thousands of dollars because you raised your hand and said, hey, I'll take the landscaping, I'll take the design, I'll take some of the architecture. It's awesome, but I know there's hundreds more of you that have gifts and talents that are laying dormant. And so here's what we're gonna do. So this is a slide, so if you want to be involved, this will be up after the service as well, but we want you to text the word ENGAGE, okay, to this number right here. And so what's gonna happen, you're gonna go to a registration page. If you're a member here, I think your stuff will already be there. And all you're signing up for or texting is, hey, I want more information about one of those four buckets. Okay, I wanna know more about uh, City Bridge Health. I wanna know more about neighboring. How can I be involved? There's gonna be a booth, okay, or out where the, the future indoor kids play area is, looks like a living room. There's gonna be six or seven of our neighboring team that are there. You can just walk by. You can pick up job descriptions. You can have conversations with them. It's gonna be, what we're doing is gonna be amazing. And so that's how you do that. The last thing I would love for you to evaluate is how you're using your treasure. And we're not gonna go into a stewardship uh, lesson today at all, but I I would just tell you that you have been so faithful. Like the last several years, we have um, had a small surplus over the expenses that we've had. And so right now, we're just telling you we're ready to do more. And I would ask you to evaluate how you're giving your money. We would love for you to release more of God's resources to City Bridge Community Church so we can just continue to expand our city engagement footprint. And so would you evaluate that? Evaluate your time, evaluate your talent, and evaluate your treasure. Thanks for listening. We pray this message encourages you on your journey with Jesus. If you found this message helpful, feel free to share it with others and leave us a review. To learn about City Bridge and how you can take your next faithful step with Jesus, check us out online at citybridgechurch.org. You can also follow us on social at CityBridgeCC. See you next time.